about, I try to plan what I'm going to do that day, what I want to be busy with, what I'm going to engage in, it is very powerful to harness your mind. Don't just wake up and find yourself here and find yourself there. Come with the plan. Come with thought. And I want to start this man with the thought for everybody here that I think is huge. The Waterbury Winters have changed history and changed lives. We have 11 years, there are people, there are thousands of people that are different. There are worlds that are different that happen in Waterbury Winter. The weather gets cold outside. We hope up that this is people change. People grow, people heal, people improve. People grow lights have been changed in the Waterbury Winter. And we're about to embark on another one. We're starting now. There's a thought that I want to share with you badly before we do anything. Everybody here is going to have their books. I want a solid schedule and a solid way for each guy. The dorm, the older dorm council, Mashpiyam, and the 12th graders, 13th, I don't care what grade for us all, I want to create each one of us a good schedule, a solid, healthy schedule. We'll talk about that later. But I want to, I want to start our journey this winter with the following mashava that I want, to, I want guys, Daniel, I want everybody to hear this mashava, this thought very well made. At the end of Parashat Voracious, it says about Nayach, Nayach Matzachem Beine Hashem. Nayach found favor in Hashem's eyes. Hashem, Nayach had pain in Hashem's eyes. Typically, that's a remarkably positive statement. We always dream of finding pain in Hashem's eyes. Hashem liked it. Hashem appreciated Nayach. It's one of the most dazzling phrases in the entire Torah. The dream is Hashem loves us all a lot. But you know, you find pain. All of us come, who doesn't want, like, Morty Weinberg likes me. It's pretty cool. He likes everybody, but you, you know what it means to get in. <clears throat> a guy goes to write a sticky shear, he likes the whole shear. There's one guy, come on, you know what I mean. It's more, he found hands and got a sticky size. There's something that's powerful. There's something about this guy <clears throat> that I was thinking. It's interesting. To say Nayach found Cain in Hashem's eyes is remarkably <coughs> powerful. You see, Fuerno though says well, that there's a negative Mashvais here. You see, Fuerno says, listen to this, that when it says Nayach found Cain, it's, it's, it's putting very handily. It's describing Hashem is going to destroy the world. The human being has been corrupted, and Hashem's going to bring a marble. And Nayach found him. Says the Sifornu, who's a Rishon as well, <coughs> if you know the Yeshiva Chavetzayim, very into this Rishon, the Sifornu. He's a great Rishon. The style of Rishonim is they speak extremely briefly. Rishonim speak briefly you have to be very, very talented to learn a Rishayim. and the later you go, they speak out much more. Rishayim will write in four words what an Akhra, thank you so much, what an Akhra will take paragraphs to write. They wrote very briefly. It's very on purpose, because you're not supposed to write down Tereshavalpet. <clears throat> so they just wrote enough that people can figure out what they need. With the style of the shining, 
One neighbor said to his wife, like Sherry, he might, you know, he's been for 120 years. He might be, um, he might be onto something. You know? He seems pretty normal. At, you know, you, after a certain amount of time, he doesn't seem so crazy. In every other way, quite the normal man. Did you meet him? Very nice sons. His our sons and his sons play up, play up, they play up games together. We'll use what's. We'll use, I was going to say football, but Lukov and Yankov's new arrival. They play rugby together. They're mamish, they're, they're good guys. He couldn't convince one person. I don't want to talk about what Shad is right now. And understand that Tyra calls him a tzaddik. But Naya says the Sifornu did not impact his generation. Why not and how not? Trust me, he cared a lot. He was a tzaddik. But say did not impact that generation. No, he survived since the water. He was not on the table. Yeah. But Naya did not get one person on the table, just his kids. Remarkably, didn't convince anybody. I'll tell you a funny story, Yaakov. It's, it's a tragic story. It's a tragic story. I don't say this Shadow I'm not saying Shadow right now. It just reminds me of a tragic story that I want to share with you. I once read a eulogy of a big tzaddik who lived in America. And I did the computations. I read an article on a big tzaddik, and I figured out that it was my father's family. And I never heard my father quote this person once in my life. So I was very curious. This man was my father's Rebbe, and I never heard my father say his name once in my life. He talks about Jehoshua's love as my father blows. He talks about different rebellions and he gives me clothes of Schneider Cutler, he blows. This Rebbe, from the day I was born until that time, I confronted my father. And I read this, he was a big kid. So I called up my dad. Say, I just read about Rebbe so and so. My father says, Daniel's a mess. I'm struggling. He's more of a Yankee fan, I'm a Met fan. I'm like, I'm here, the Mets are always struggling. I just wanted to ask Abba about this kid. He said, they know the Yankees, they have the shot, we'll tell the baby, that was I'm like, Abba, the Yankees always lose, the Mets always lose. Um, this kid, did you have it? He kept trying to change the topic. But I wasn't having it, I needed to hear it. I pushed my father, and my father said he's never spoken about him to research. The only time he said the deal, he hated us and we hated him. So my father, I never spoke about him again. He said, I want to understand He said he came from Europe. <coughs> he was a big person. Shast a lot. He looked at us, we were homeless. He didn't believe it was possible to He said he didn't believe in us. He came from a different world. We grew up, we were all like the Joe DiMaggio family, whoever we were following. He didn't believe. It was like we were not shy of him. It wasn't shy of He didn't believe it was hope. There was hope. And as such, he like gave up on us and we couldn't stand. I never spoke to my father about it before or here. This person's there. So I don't know the story, right? I have theories that just remind me. But Noyach did not impact this generation. And says, and Oak was a big tzaddik and wanted, was as strong as you and I. Please understand that. He was a tzaddik. Noyach's tzaddik testified by Hashem.
But says the Sephardim, since he wasn't the care of his generation, he wasn't worthy of his sons being saved. He wasn't worthy of his children being saved. His children were not saved. That's what. That's what the Sephardim says. Hashem saved his kids. Was saved. He says Avram Avinu deserves to have his children saved. What that means, you deserve continuation. Children means legacy. Children means eternity. Avram deserves the the Chayvus writes it much sharper than the Sephardim. The Sephardim words it that that a person who helps others deserves his children to be saved. A person who does not does not deserve his children to be saved. As such, Nayak did not deserve his children to be saved, except Yachin. Despite that he was unworthy. The, the depth of saving the kids means eternity. The Chavis Alvavis writes that a person who impacts others deserves a person who's a tzaddik does not impact others doesn't deserve a They're saying the same thing. Children are lavah. It means eternity. It means a future. It means a tomorrow. You get it tomorrow, you impact others. That's what you, that's what merits it tomorrow. Saves his children is the word of Sifuanu. is the word of the Chavis Rabbi said like this, I want to share with you some cipher. If he didn't write this, it's us to say this. But it's some cipher, please listen well. When we speak about Nayak, Avram, do not say your own svaras about the great people. This week's parasha, I waited the whole year for Avram Avinu to show up to town. Our tata Avram shows up and we are going to study Avram to you. You're going to be introduced to Avram. The greatest thing my Rebbe did in my life, the greatest, bar none. But my Rebbe remains my Rebbe for life. He'll always be my Rebbe because he made Avram real to me. Not only to make Avram real to me, he's my father who I want to emulate. We are going to study Avram Iyun Rav in great detail. We're going to study Avram things you've learned and things you haven't learned. We're going to study Avram, you and I. Never make the mistake. These, uh, when we speak about Noya, God testifies he's a tzaddik. It's not a hyperbole, exaggeration. Oh, he's a tzaddik. God testifies Noyah's a tzaddik. Noyah's a righteous person. He's a person. Noyah, we don't invent, well, I feel, we don't, we're not Bible critics. We don't start saying our feelings. Avram, we put on our holiest moment, we can't fathom the tzaddik of Avram. However, what we're shining, what we are taught by our leaders about Avram, we have to take for ourselves. And the Chsam Soifer writes as follows, please listen to this. In Parshas Vayera, Hashem decides to destroy Sidon. Now in the Torah, in the Torah, I said, there are very few private conversations that Hashem has with Himself. In the Torah, there are many conversations Hashem has with great people. But conversations that Hashem was talking to Himself, very few conversations. I'll tell you something funny, Yaakov. I happen to love our little kids. We all talk in our brain. We all have a voice, we talk. I don't know when you guys play ball, when I play ball, like, Kalish, come on, Kalish, you give me some pussy, come on. You have, you have an inner voice. That inner voice is very important. 
many people's inner voice, you know the Rebbe you hate, who's negative and cynical and always putting you down. A lot of guys' inner voice is exactly like that person you dislike. Learning how to control your inner voice and getting it to be there. Your inner voice should be loving, sweet, encouraging. Your inner voice should say, you're amazing, I'm so proud of you. Learning how to work that inner voice is a life for itself. When I talk about it, there's an inner voice that's very, very important. One of my favorite things on little kids, one of my favorite things to watch on little kids is we keep our inner voice in here. If you do it out loud, people will think you're crazy. So you don't like talk to yourself, kill Typically, you keep the inner voice, unless you pretend you have a phone on or something, some people think put something in the ear. But if you talk to your inner voice out loud, you look a little weird, they commit you to places. So the inner voice is, you keep it inside. Little kids will sometimes talk out loud things that we do inside. The little kids, if my wife will say something, he didn't get it, Israel Mayer, I'll hear him repeat it. He's trying to, what we do inside, he'll say the phrase again and think of what it means. We do it also. If I hear a phrase, I don't know what it means. But I don't say that. I don't go to A little kid will say it out loud and will repeat what he just heard. He's talking to himself. It's the inner voice to broadcast. I love when little kids do it. I think it's precious. <laughs> it's very, very cute. When they talk out loud, some you'll hear it say, your precious kids. You'll hear, you know what I'm talking about? They'll talk out loud things that we will do in our brain. But they, has, has anybody have ever heard this on a little kid? It's very, very, very cute. When they talk out loud the thing that we talk in our brain. In this, in this story, Hashem wants to destroy Sadaim. He talks out loud. He shares in the Torah a private conversation. And the private conversation goes like this. Should I not tell Avram? Should I not tell Avram what I'm doing? I'm going to tell Avram. And he tells Avram that he's destroying Sadaim. I have a question. If Hashem told Avram he's destroying Sadaim, what does that mean that Hashem decided to tell Avram? If he did it, then he decided to do it. Why does the tiger tell me he decided to do it? He said, hmm. Why is that passage recorded in our tiger? The tiger which is so brief. The tiger which only records things that are relevant to eternity. Why does it record this private conversation? Yisrael Meir would say that out loud. Mommy, we will think that's inside here. If you told mommy, that means you decided to tell mommy. You don't need to say that I decided to do it, you did it. Why does it record Hashem's decision? Hmm, you know, I, th I don't think I should hold this from my friend. Let me tell him. I mean, if you told me, you decided to tell mommy. Says the Chassam Seifer, the Tuchay Chayson, if he didn't write this out, he also said Sam Seifer says that Avram was not really on the level of the Lord. He should not have received prophecy. There's a certain Madrega to receive prophecy. Sam Seifer writes this. He says that Avram Avinu was busy with human beings all day and all night, teaching Das Hashem, interacting with people. 
to get on the level of prophecy, to really Hashem talked to him, he was not on that level of prophecy. That because here all the Nevi'i and Moshe Rabbeinu on, Avram Avinu was busy with people and sacrifices like regular. Says the Chassam Saiber, that's why the Pasuk Hashem says, hmm, should I tell Avram? He wants us to know Hashem was crafty with Maybe I should tell him, he's, he's not really on the level of prophecy. Except, why was he on the level of prophecy? Because he was doing, uh, says the Chassam Saiber, Avram Avinu saw the world. And he said there were many great people, and yet there was a mother. Because he said all the great people didn't impact others. There was a Nayak who was a tzaddik. There was a Mesushela who was a tzaddik. But they didn't impact the next person. And Avram Avinu said, I want to spend the life of my impact on the next person. I want to impact to be close to Hashem, but to bring others close to Hashem. That's what Avram's decision. And he sacrificed Matragus in order to impact others. And Hashem said he did it for me. I'm giving the bullet to Avram Avinu. Rabbi Sai says the Sifornu, Avram, Maisha, and Shmuel were worthy of their entire generations being saved because they impacted others. He brings three people. I don't want to say all three because one might be my name. But he brings three people who didn't impact others. And as such, he says, the Sifornu were not worthy of their children being saved. He says, Nayat found Cain was a special exception made. But he didn't impact others. I want to say, Rabbi Isai, we're beginning a journey this winter. And I want each person to stay like happens in the Waterbury winter. But I want to define the journey. I want to say that the Volva writes on this week's parasha, on this Sifornu. He says, I beg Mechanche, the Volva, I can show you inside, says that before Rebacher, there are people that think when a guy's young in high school, let him stay. And later on, you teach him that there's a world, there are people, there are others to influence. <coughs> Revolva is fire against that. If you raise a selfish person, he will remain selfish. Every guy here drive become great. Drive to accomplish a lot, to become a sincere, authentic, growing person. Drive for it. Make a schedule. Make a plan and become great. But at the onset of your journey, the focus is to be special and to make others special as well. Revolve event to teach Yeshiva Ketana, there to throw they call Yeshiva Ketana, it's high school, Yeshiva Ketana, at the onset of that journey, that our point is to grow, to get close to Hashem, and to bring others close as well. That has to be part of your thoughts. <coughs> to get close to Hashem and bring the next one as well. One of the main statements, we speak about statements of the statements we make. One of the main mission statements of our day is we have a mitzvah to say it in the morning. We have a mitzvah to say it at night. The key of the rice of loving Hashem, we have a Love Hashem, your God. Says the Gemara, Pevav in Yuma. The word love Hashem means Sheyehei, Shem Shemayim is Hav al the statement love Hashem doesn't mean just to love Hashem. It means 
needs to cause others to love Hashem. The Rambam in Sefer Amitzvah explains, it says, love Hashem. True love, if you appreciate something, you want others to appreciate it as well. That's the nature. Where's my shikelish? Because I finally found somebody. And Leo Pearl. I've been looking for Leo Pearl my whole life. I like malt. And for 20 years, I'm looking for somebody to share my love. When you like something, you want others to like it too. That's just the way it is. And I like malt, and after 20 years of shame, I pour a guy, you think of malt, because it gives like that grotesque face. It's so frustrating, it's so delicious. I finally found a little pearl. We shared a malt. Oh, I got him a big glass. We did it in style once he liked it. I saw the chef. We shared a malt together. I don't, I told you I don't drink malt during the week. I broke it. Elio Pro like malt, I gave him most, but it says the Svarim that Achnasarchem eating is a Sudas Mitzvah. Elio Pro showed to my house about 12 30 at night. He said he likes malt. I got him a big yes, I took some malt earlier. But Hevra, when you like something, you want others to appreciate it as well. I want to define our journey, all of us. We have unique journeys, unique paths, and unique schedules, and everybody will have its own. Each person here will have his own schedule. Make a schedule, a nice schedule, put all things in life, and productive, happy. Make a good schedule and stick it during the winter. But I want to say that your thoughts, our thoughts, what am I going after? Pursuit, I want to be a special good person. I want to grow. I want to get large. But I want to pick up the next person as well. That has to be the thoughts. That's our tribe. We're B'nai Avram. We come from Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu taught us that the path to greatness is to be great and cause others to be great as well. Is to grow and cause others to grow as well. Lift up the next person. Pick up the next person. Think about it. Think about Steigen, but let your roommate be better for it also. Think about growth, let your brother and sister be better for it also. Think about the next person. I want to tell you something that I've said before. One of the most moving Gedolim, one of, one of the most amazing Gedolim that has stepped forward on planet Earth in the last hundred years, you have Yosef. Fadi Yosef, you could read about him. First of all, his knowledge of Tyra, his godless Tyra is like something from, from 500 years ago he would have been a god. His knowledge of Tyra is breathtaking. Oh, amazing knowledge of Tyra, Rabbi Yosef. He was a very cool god, so I like that. There are people that are not so social. He was the coolest god out there. He could talk to anybody. Any Jew, Rabbi Yosef, was funny, was interesting, was a schmackster. Anybody, was, he was able to talk to a little kid, to an old man, to a cool person. He knew, he was just a shmack. He was a very socially cool brother. Fascinating person, Rabbi Yosef. Loving, beautiful person. The man changed a massive amount of clothes. So anybody who studies the world, who's interested in sociology, and just interested in our people, the man's impact on the Yid, he completely changed the whole course of history. Very few people in the world change history. He took Sephardi Jewry, there are thousands, tens of thousands of Sephardi B'nai Torah because of one man. 
He altered history. He literally changed the very history of our people. There are tens of thousands of B'nai Torah because of one man. It's mind-blowing to see it. There's the world before Revadi Yosef and after. There's whole worlds, communities, cities of sincere from Sparta because of one man, Revadi Yosef. Anybody who studies the world, anybody who's curious knows it's true. And what's this man sat and learned for years and years, and he altered his What I want to share with you about Rabbi Yosef is something remarkable. said that he heard this from somebody close to Rabbi Yosef. He quoted the name. I heard it from Rabbi Tzalmudinsky. That's enough for me. When he eulogized Rabbi Yosef, he says, he said the following statement from a person who's close to Rebbe Vadim. These ears heard it from Rebbe Tzav, who quoted the name, and he said he heard it from that kid who heard it from Rebbe Vadim Yosef. Rebbe Vadim, if somebody would say, what was this story? There's a man who closeted in Sunday's Medrash for many decades, and then he was so holy, he impacted a lot of qualities from him. Said Rebbe Tzalmudinsky from somebody who heard it from Rebbe Vadim Yosef, that all the years he was learning, he had in mind to impact Svarty Jewry. He saw that there needed to be a chizuk amongst the massive segment of our people. And Daniel holed up in the base medrash, he learned having in mind that I'm going to lift up the Jewish people. It wasn't Yosef that he said, I'll shtayk and quote what emerged. What happened is a lot of people went back. He had that in mind. He had that in mind. It was his plan. When he was sitting and learning, he was thinking about that. When you learn this winter, think about your sister and you want to light a fire, not by lecturing her, you'll make her less room. Not by lecturing, but think about steiging and growing and impacting your friends. Everybody around you, think about impact of your environment. Become a sincere, beautiful, plugged-in person. You won't give one Musser shmooze in your life. No Musser, no, no lecturing, no nothing. Just by being a passionate, sincere, beautiful, loving, cool, wonderful, happy person, think about impact of others. As we begin our journey, I want to Harness thought, the mind. The mind is powerful. Don't just start your schedule. Let's think. This journey, what do I want? What am I striving? Whether you're a 22-year-old dorm counselor, a 41-year-old Rebbe, an 18-year-old, 16-year-old, 21, doesn't matter your age. <clears throat> what am I setting out to do? I want to become a growing, sincere, authentic, happy, positive, Suiting love grows and causes others to grow. That's my point. That's my point. You are much more likely to succeed if you harness your thoughts. If you're just winging it, whatever happens, it's not like that. The game plan and the goal we come from Avram Avinu. We need Avram Avinu Parshas Naya. Avram's drive is to grow and cause others to grow to be an authentic person that impacts the environment. One of our chevros, 
It's interesting, in the last 24 hours, I spoke to two people, I'm fascinated, 24 hours. I got a long letter from, I got a long letter from a friend of mine who was out there, let me read you a long letter from a friend, I'm not going to read the whole letter. I want to read to you a letter of somebody who was in the Kaislebase Medrash, and today, and today is out there. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this. I want to read to you a letter from Ray Madlinger. Ray Madlinger was a Rebbe here for 10 years. I would like to read to you this letter, part of the letter from Ray Madlinger. I miss building relationships with the guys, and I miss the energizing and empowering atmosphere of our yeshiva. I find myself often wondering, in the middle of this world, I skip a little bit, that is devoid of an absolute value system, a world that doesn't have a clue about Hashem, plan, and purpose. The Ashkaf that I've gained from the yeshiva over the last 20 years rings true far louder than ever before. I knew the world was crazy, but I didn't quite realize the extent of the progressive and liberal mentality. People have advised me to stay quiet. They don't accept quiet anywhere. You are silent on an issue that consider you part of the problem. I've been navigating quite well. It's a skill that I'm developing. He describes working on standing in front of a world which is devoid of values and meaning and purpose and being alike. It's interesting that I spoke to another Bacher who is in rehab right now and describes a world of sincerity. The very few places on earth that people driving to grow, to be real, honest, sincere, a normal person normal, blessed human being who's trying to get better, who's trying to live with values, who's trying to be a sincere, authentic servant of Hashem, is very powerful. You are needed to impact your city, your people. I got two calls yesterday. I got two calls from two yeshiva guys, two marvelous yeshivas, both in their own words, verbalized, I'm an empty, I'm an empty shell. I have a shell and I'm empty inside. I'm involved in all different disasters because I'm empty. Rabbi Sai, you are needed. A sincere, authentic person like you is needed. Have in mind to impact others. It will come out different what you do. As you engage, when I watch Yaakov Lynch learn this Tuchabus, I want you all three to think about it to make an impact on the world in a sophisticated, sensitive, positive way. As every guy here at Hill has to embark on a winter of growth, but embark on it, a winter of growth. Have in mind, Daniel, we need guys like you. The world, I swear to you, the world needs guys like you. But have in mind, Daniel, not just selfish. Not just I should become an authentic servant of Hashem, but I should impact others in meaningful, positive, nice ways. Mithila, have that in mind. You are much more powerful if you harness thought, if you know what you're setting out to do. Is it easy to grow? Relatively, the answer is relatively so. If that's what you want, that's a possibility. It's doable, it's, it's work, there's effort and energy. 
But have in mind what you want to do. I watched your martyr. My eyes are on your martyr. We need a guy like you. A positive, cool, cool, blessed guy in authentic ways to grow. Plug in, grow in prayers, grow in tefillah, grow in learning, grow in halacha, grow in this type of sincere. The conversations don't just grow in every area, shlemus. Midas, the conversations of the dorm at night, grow. Talk more positive. Learn how to heal with your words. Learn how to build and encourage with your words. Develop, develop. Learn how to make your roommates feel like a million bucks. Learn how to bring a smile. Learn how to walk. Practice. Walk into a dorm room that before you walked in didn't feel happy. And everybody's smiling when you leave. I observed in my life there are three types of people. There are people who don't get people to smile. That's one person. There's another person who can get a smile out of people. Get people to smile. Cool guy. You know what I want you all to be as a third guy? I promise I've seen this. This is rare. Did you ever see a guy that gets people to smile but when you turn their back, the person still smiles? You can get, you meet a nice guy, you smile. Meet a nice guy. Momo, your job, anybody in the world meets you smiles with you nice. You have another level you can take it to. If you're this much more sincere, more powerful, more connected, when a guy turns their back to you, they're still smiling. They, they're like two hours later, they're still smiling because they spoke to you that morning. There's such a thing. There's such a thing. Become, learn, practice, grow, develop this way. Develop this as important as you say, my friends. Practice till you can walk into any dorm room where you have such good jokes. Such love is exuding from every door of your body that you walk into a dorm room with a 10th grade where they all smile when you leave. Practice by caring, by being sensitive, by being a nice person. I want to close with this. Rashi brings, it says, Ela told us, Nayak Nayak these are the children of Nayach Nayas Tzadik. Says Rashi, Ikr told by Sayyid Shal Tzadik is Maisim Taitim. The main children of Tzadikim are their good deeds. What word of the day? Yanka, we have word of the day. The word vicarious. What does it mean to live vicariously? Say the word first, Yanka. Say the word vicarious, my bro. Vicarious. Nice to say the word. Vicariously. What does it mean, like, to live vicariously? Like, like, very, like, like, I'm going to tell you what it means. The word of the day, Naya. The rule of the word, we're very tough school. <laughs> to a guy who doesn't memorize the word of the day. Don't listen to reputation. This is a tough place. The word of the day is to live vicariously. Vicariously means to live through another person. In a way that has experienced imagination, the actual another person. You know the classic person who lives vicariously? Yeah. father, And he's coaching his daughter to be a tennis prodigy. And he's like he's he's no. <laughs> That's like the classic. He wants to live through her. He's true. They're very dangerous people. The tennis dad was like this heavy, obese guy, and his daughter. He's driving her. No, one more cent. She's like dying. She has never 
an extra ounce of body fat in the body that drives it. It's a very dangerous thing. People do this religiously. There's plenty of stats in religion. The guy who's like, don't make the mistakes I made, son. That's the most dangerous father on planet Earth. He's given up on himself, but he's raising a good son. Oh, you're dangerous. <laughs> you're a really dangerous guy. Never live vicariously. My kids are lucky that I still haven't given up on myself. For some stupid reason, I haven't given up on myself. So my kids are lucky. The dangerous dad living vicariously. You give up on yourself and your whole country. You don't have to be a father. The, the, they have that in South Africa, so the tennis dad. They'll train that kid in rugby. And the father doesn't exactly look like a rugby player, but he drives his son. People do this religiously. But you know what I'm talking? There's such a thing. It's called living vicariously. The only place I live vicariously, if you excuse me, I try. I want to live myself. Your success is your success. Mine is mine. Don't live through somebody else. The only place I live vicariously is one. I like that my friends have good jokes. That way I live but I don't see another thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I have to get a good here. Nice head here means a lot to me. And he'll don't touch that chuck. And they, you need with shus. Any guy here has a habit of the shape of chuck. You need to get a vote amongst all us oldies. We can't really do it so well ourselves. We need you, you know. I'm sorry. Because I would live through myself and not live through you. I just trust me, it's not working. But, um, <laughs> so that way, the good chuck is very important. I Excellent, excellent, very important. Be unhealthy and ready to say everything. Not us, I'm not healthy around. I'm not healthy. Aaron's nice friend. To me, I have a choice to do Aaron. What can I tell you? I live vicariously in no other place. No other place. A good choice very important. I see my kids who he has a nice head here. My shoulders. It's important. That way I live a little vicariously. You'll be my son. But the kids are in Stanford. It says that the main offspring of tzaddikim are good deeds. So there's, in Chazal, there's endless depth to this Chazal. The main offspring of tzaddikim, people live through their children. This Chazal says your main children are your own good actions. Your main offspring, your main legacy is your own good deeds. always say in this is like the opposite. The guy who gave up on himself tries to produce for children. Your main children are your own good deeds. But there's something I want to share with you from Revolver. Revolver said that our good deeds are called children. They're our children. What does that mean? That our good deeds are called our children. What does that mean? I hope I don't. I want you to, I'm going to tell you a Chavetz that's going to get you like, a little bit like freaked out. You may wake up at 2 in the morning and get a little uneasy, but I want, there's a point I want to bring out with this. The Chavetz says our good deeds go to Ilamapa. They go to very special places. They just have, this is only a help to connect with an idea that's very, very profound. Our good deeds go to special places. And you get to visit your good deeds in Ayurveda, your kids. How much visitation right you have depends how sincere your thoughts are. The more sincere, the more you get to hang out with your good deeds. The less sincere, the less authentic, the less you get to hang out with your good deeds. Your good deeds go to ball games, they go to pizza shops, they go to delis, they go to 
They get to hang in all the cool rooms. The good deeds get to place of sandal. Your good deeds hang out. And you get that, you want to hang out. All the cool guys are there. The more sincere your thoughts, the more visitation writes that. The Chavitzayim writes this. Now what I want to say is like this. A child is walking you. You're not jealous of your children. You're not jealous of your children. You know why you're not jealous of the children? Because you can't be jealous of yourself. Will you ever jealous of yourself? Oh, I'm so jealous of yourself. Did Daniel Munchik ever say, Daniel, I'm so jealous of who you are. That would be very good. You probably, if a guy gets jealous of himself, Bellevue has whole words of people who get jealous of themselves. It's just not a very likely thing to get jealous of yourself. Did anybody here, maybe you don't want to admit it, did anybody here ever get jealous of yourself? Nobody's admitting it, thank you. <laughs> it's just not a normal thing to get jealous of yourself. Says Chazal, you can't be jealous of your child. Your son and your student, you don't get jealous of. You know why? Because it's you. Because it's you. Because it's a shtick you, it's a piece of you. You invested, you gave there, it's you. You can't be jealous of yourself. There's no jealousy of your child. There's no jealousy of your son, it's you. Sadiqin, their actions are a shtick of themselves. Please listen to this. Small people have a massive, they can do big things, but they're disconnected to their actions. They do very nice things, but they're not related to their actions. They can pray, they can do kindness. I know small people who have done very big things. They can build big organizations, but they're completely disconnected to their actions. David Amelov says, Ali Tfila, I am prayer. He called himself prayer. Isn't that a verb, something you do? I mean, you are. He was so connected to his action, his name was prayer. You can be connected to your actions if you think and you get there with a lot of thought and preparation. Sadiqim's main children are their actions. Mikhail's lesser on dissociative identity disorder. Their actions. So this, when I ask it's a split personality disorder. Yeah, uh, uh, I want to connect Hashem towards others. I want to grow towards others to grow. The more we harness our thoughts, the greater we are connected to our actions. The greater our actions are one with us. I would like to end because I want to get to Marsh here. The schedule of Sashach, this is a for you. Let's do the classic morning prayers. Chakras, let's join you. Let's make a beautiful menu. The oil is here, the Roybam is better. Eight four shots. Let's start more on time. The first save of the day is so important. Beautiful this morning. The Rebbeims. The first shear of the day, we call it Musr. We learn Mamari Chazal. Come to those shear of all the Rebbeim. Rebbe Kavan will say back there. I should be here in the front. God bless me, the Lord. I rush with both back. Welcome home. <laughs> Uh, Rabbi, 
Rabbi Chef Shear is right in that corner. Rabbi Farkas is coming back in a few days. Rabbi Farkas is coming in a few days. So Rabbi Farkas is saying here it is. Rabbi is not going to be in the next couple of days. We'll be back to his Hashem with the Lord Prayers next week. The, the shiurim start at 10.15. Afterwards, chavrusas, tons of chavrusas learning Gemara. We have that new base Spanish guys. At least 30 guys should be a scattered letter to learn. Another 30 times to learn. We have the councils. We have the chavrusas make chavrusas. That's the next hour. And then the last hour, 12, that's going to be 11 to 12, 11.15 to 12. 12 to 1 is Gemara Shiurim. I'm going to back to respect the name Gemara Shiurim. I'm asking everybody to really be the Chazak, those Shiurim. I'm probably going to start a Shiur for any Gorm Council at once. I will start saying that some people will probably in Kedushim. We'll start that Beis Hashem from 12.15 In the afternoon at 3.30, we'll start today. We're going to get on a normal schedule. 3.30 is Mosefat every single day. 3.30. At at 4.30, some guys have English. That's a tremendous second to say that I want to do the class at 4.30 to 6. And in 12th grade, we're going to make a chaburah. We're going to arrange something in Yaki or Chaim for the 12th graders to start 4.30 to 6. Supper is 6.30. Night say to 7.30 to the other guy. Somebody Somebody said, 8.30, my room is 8.30-ish. We are starting leagues, hopefully tonight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah